0: life audio Uh yo what's going on guys welcome back to questions with Caden I'm your host Caden Fabrizio I think this is episode 10 of season 2 that sounds about right um, I just want to welcome you guys to this podcast, give a big hello, let you know I love you, and I'm glad you clicked on this episode. Um, we're asking the question today, how can I really trust Jesus? Um, and I think a lot of people are asking themselves that question a lot in their life. They're trying to figure out, how can I actually trust what he says? How can I actually trust somebody I can't see, or maybe my experiences had led me have led me to believe that maybe he has been absent in my life or that I can't trust him. And today, hopefully, we're going to answer this question. I'm going to be brutally honest. I was driving here today to the studio. Shout out you and me, Media, for letting us use the studio space here in Pasadena, California. Um, You can click the link in the bio to book this exact space for photo, video, creative uses. But I was driving here, and I said, you know what? I don't know what to talk about today. And I had a sense of this I, this question in my spirit. And then I was talking to Courtney, and um, it was solidified that this is a topic, this is a question that we're going to tackle today. Um, and we're going to use the story of Gideon to do so. However, before we do that, as always, couple announcements that I want to tell you guys. Hey, number one, the number one announcement, Yona Nights is currently launched. We're live. We just had our second gathering Um, This last Friday, this is coming out Wednesday, yeah, so this last Friday, and it was incredible. We had about 200 young adults in the room. The presence of Jesus was tangible and there in a very unique and special way. And we had young adults from different ministries, young adults from different backgrounds, different places. Some drove a couple hours to get there. Um, There was pastors from different ministries in the room. I just tell you this because I just want to invite you, if you are in Southern California— no matter who you are, where you come from, what you believe, even if you're not comfortable in church, it's great because we're not a church. We don't even meet in a church. Um, I want to invite you. Our next Yona night is May 12th. Um, it's going to be amazing. I'm believing for something really special. I already have a word on my heart for that night. And we have some awesome people coming to lead worship with us. Cade Thompson will actually be with us in the room leading worship um, so I'm excited to, to invite you to that one, and that one's going to be really, really cool. It's going to be a really special night, so get there. Um, I'd love to see you there, and uh, this is your formal invitation to come to Yona Nights. So if you don't come to Yona Nights, it's on you, because we've all been like had that experience where we're like, man, I just wish someone would have invited me. I would have come. This is your formal invitation. You are invited to Yona Nights. For more details, go to at atyonahnights.com on Instagram, or yonanights.com. All the details are there. Second, we have podcast merch. And I know you guys know that, because I've told y'all. We definitely have merch. So go to questions, or actually go to kadenfabrizio.com, click the shop button, and you can purchase your own merch. Um, These designs will only be available for another month or so, and then we're going to be switching it up. Um, So if you love these designs, get them before they're gone, because we will not bring them back, ever. And I'm serious about that. Why? Because I think the designs can get better, truthfully. Okay, and um, our last announcement of the day, which is a big announcement. I need a favor from all of you that are listening, and it's a big favor because apparently the amazing people at Life Audio have let me know that if you subscribe to the show, if you just click that little check mark or that subscription thing or whatever it is on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on, it literally could change my life. (laughs) So just hit that subscribe button, Please. And um, it's a big support. Also, subscribe to the newsletter at CadenFabrizio.com to stay up to date of all the things. Questions with Caden, podcast episodes, um, the guests that we're having on. We actually have a lot of cool guests coming, so stay tuned. And um, content, extra content, bonus content, invitations to Yona, maybe some coupons for merch, etc., etc., etc. Okay. I think that's all the announcements I have. If I forgot something, that's on me. Oh, I did forget something. This is the announcement I have for you guys. So, QWC, we have three episodes a month. You guys know this. If you listen to the podcast religiously, frequently, you know we have three episodes a month. But, since launching Yona, we will be posting my messages from Yona on the podcast uh, at the end of every single month also. So, how this works now there's going gonna be four episodes a month, um which is exciting news, and one of those episodes will just be a direct message from Yona, which I preached a what I believe is a is a really powerful word um this last Friday um about calling and getting up out of what you think has disqualified you of your calling um so that's coming soon very soon, probably next week, so uh yeah, stay up to date on all that stuff with the newsletter. Okay, enough announcements. I wish we could have somebody else come on this podcast just to do announcements, because I'm going to be honest, by the time I get through all of the announcements, I'm like, that's draining. I can't imagine how you guys feel. These announcements are just, just not it. All right, today we're answering the question, how can I really trust Jesus? And it's, um, it's going to be a fun episode because we are going spirit led today with a last minute addition from the Lord about what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm literally just going to read out of Gideon. And I'm just going to read until I feel like I'm not supposed to read anymore. And then we're just going to dissect this together. And I hope that that's okay. The story of Gideon is a very powerful story. If you don't know the story of Gideon, essentially Gideon was elected and chosen as a judge of Israel. Um, Back in the Old Testament, a judge of Israel was essentially like the war leader and the leader of Israel. They didn't have a king or, or, or queen at this time they had um, judges, and these were people appointed by God to lead the Israelite people at that time. And at this time, this moment in time, as God comes to Gideon to appoint him as the next judge of Israel, what you need to know for some context is that Israel had once again turned away from God and were worshiping other idols. They just do this so much, which is funny because I love how we bash on the Israelites, like, man, they just get so distracted and just worship so many other things. Yet we do the same exact thing all the time. We forget about God when we get our promotion. We forget about God when we need money. We forget about God when things are going well. We forget about God when we start worshiping those things in our life, our relationships. We start worshiping the house we bought, the cars we want, or the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of times we actually end up worshiping other things, looking to other things to satisfy us than God. We're humans. We're no different than the Israelites. So stop bashing on them, all right? I'm like the only one bashing on them. So let's read with all that context. Judges six, Gideon becomes Israel's judge. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. The Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, martyrs from Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east would attack Israel, camping in the land and destroying crops as far away as Gaza. They left the Israelites with nothing to eat, taking all the sheep, goats, cattle, and donkeys. These enemy hordes coming with their livestock in tents were as thick as As locusts, they arrived on droves of camels, too numerous to count. And they stayed until the land was stripped bare. So Israel was reduced to starvation by the Midianites. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. That's interesting to me because we often have to go through the worst of things to finally cry out to Jesus for help. And we ask this question a lot, how can I really trust God? But we end up asking that question in the middle of us already struggling or in the middle of a situation where we are being attacked, berated, or starving. Why? Because we haven't already established in our lives that we do trust God. That no matter what our circumstance or situation looks like, we trust God because we know he is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the author and the finisher of your story. But often we never start by trusting him. So when we're in the middle of things, we often can't be in a posture of trusting him. Because many people, you've heard the saying, Get, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And that's the same with our faith and trusting Jesus. If we trust Jesus before we enter into the battlefield, before we enter into things that are hard, if we trust Jesus and and worship Jesus and have an intimate relationship with Jesus and never leave him or forsake him or forget about him or take advantage of him, if we do that before we enter whatever this trial season and this season that's causing you to ask, how can you really trust God? if we've set a foundation of trusting Jesus, then when it comes to down and boils down to what we're going through, we don't have to, to ask the question or scavenge or try and fight and find a way to trust God. We've already set it as our foundation. Let's keep reading. When they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites. Why? Because when you cry out to God, he will always answer you. Sometimes it may not look in the way that you think, but when you cry out to God, he will always answer. This is what the Lord of God of Israel says. I brought you up out of slavery in Egypt. I rescued you from the Egyptians and from all those who oppressed you. I drove out your enemies and gave you their land. I told you, I am the Lord your God. You must not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live, but you have not listened to me. I've been there. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the clan of Abiezer. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, which I love. We'll come back to that. Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. So Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I. Him sending you, But Lord, Gideon replied, How can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. And the Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. But Gideon replied, If you're truly going to help me, show me a sign to prove that it really is the Lord speaking to me. Don't go away until I come back and bring my offering to you. What's really interesting about this is the Lord tells Gideon, now go in the strength that you have. And I just want to kind of take a second, and I want to kind of preface the question, how can I really trust Jesus? And we often ask this question um, in one of two ways. When God is calling us into something or praying that God is going to pull us out of something. And the story of Gideon, God is actually doing both simultaneously. God is calling Gideon into battle to pull him out of the oppression of the Midianite of the Midianites. What's interesting about that is that while God does something simultaneously through Gideon, He's also doing something simultaneously in Gideon. That I think that we can pull from. I, love, I want to go back to this verse where Gideon says in verse thirteen. This is Judges six. He says, "Sir." Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now, 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. And I want you to look at that because I want you to pay attention to what Scripture told us God had already done in before this. If you if you, if you reverse for a second and we go back to uh, verse eight, we see that the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites and told them this to remind them: This is what the Lord of God of Israel says: I brought you up out of slavery in Egypt. He says, "Remember this." I brought you up out of slavery in Egypt. I rescued you from the Egyptians and from the, all who oppressed you. I drove out your enemies and gave you their land. I told you, I am the Lord your God. You must not worship the gods of Amorites in whose land you now live, but you have not listened to me. And I want you to see this because God is claiming who he is and then he's telling you what you have done. In other words, God lists all the things that he has done in the lives of the Israelites and he says, I have been the same. I have never let you down. I have never forsaken you. I have never abandoned you. I have never given up hope on you. I have never let you run away when you tried to, but it was you that has forgotten So when we ask the question to ourselves, how can I really trust God? What you're really doing is you're saying, I've actually have forgotten all the things that he's already done in my life in the past. He's already taken me out of depression. He's already taken me out of addiction. He's already died for my sins. He's already saved my life. He's already made me whole. He's already made me full. You are forgetting what God has already done. Why should I trust God? Because look what he has already done in your life. Look at you're standing now. And I understand not everybody has had an easy life, but you are alive. And there is still a future for your life. You want to know how God's hand is on your life is that you're listening to this podcast right now. God's hand and direction is on your life because you're alive, you're breathing, which means he's not done with you. And there's hope in your life, which also means he's saved you. He's protected you and he's rescued you from things. So when Gideon asks, if the Lord is with us, why is all this happened to us? In other words, how am I gonna trust that you're really God and you say that you're God if you've seen all these things happen? And this, all this has happened. When people have claimed this is who you are, I've never seen it. But the angel of the Lord already came to Gideon and reminded him of all the things that he's already done in his life. I want you to take a second When asking the question, how can I really trust Jesus? And I want you to look at your life, look at your parents' life, look at your people around you's life. I want you to look and I want you to think and pray and ask Jesus, show me the moments and times in my life that your hand has been evident in my life. And I truly believe you will actually see all the times in your life that God has come through. The time you got into that college, The time you passed that class when you shouldn't have, that time that check just randomly showed up, that time that you got that job interview, the time that you should have been in a car accident, but somehow you swerved out of the way, the time that you you got out of that bad relationship, even though it hurt you knew it was best, the time I could go on for days and days and days and days. But often we forget all the amazing things that God has done in our lives, walking with us day to day, because they don't look massive. But every step and everything that God does in your life is big and massive and important because it's leading you to something. Him and what he's calling you to. So let's keep reading. So we get to the end of of Judges 6. And in the end of Judges 6, Gideon um, essentially believes that God has talked to him. God has commissioned him. And yet Gideon still asks for a sign. In other words, Gideon still asks the question, how can I actually trust you, Jesus? It says here, soon after afterwards, the armies of Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east formed an alliance against Israel and crossed the Jordan, camping in the valley of Jezreel. So basically, things got worse. Then the spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power. He blew a ram's horn as a call to arms, and the men of the clan of Abiezer came to him. He also sent messengers throughout Manasseh, Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, summoning their warriors, and all of them responded. All of them responded. Then Gideon said to God, If you are truly going to use me to rescue Israel as you promised, prove it to me in this way. In other words, God, can I really trust you? I will put a wool fleece on the threshing floor tonight. If the floor is wet with dew in the morning, but the ground is dry, then I will know that you're going to help me rescue Israel as you promised. And that is just what happened. When Gideon got up early the next morning, he squeezed the fleece and wrung out a whole bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, please don't be angry with me, but let me make one more request. Gideon goes, "Uh, but like just one more thing. Just one more. God, can I trust you? He said, Let me use the fleece for one more test. This time, let the fleece remain dry while the ground around it is wet with dew. So that night, God did as Gideon asked. The fleece was dry in the morning, but the ground was covered with dew. Gideon asked God the question, How can I trust what you're calling me into? And he did so. He got an answer to his question by testing the Lord, by asking God to show up and by actually believing that he would. I think what's cool about that is I think what Jesus is telling us is that he's not afraid for us to ask the question, God, can we really trust you? And if you, I think right now you're getting your answer. This might be your test, your sign. This might be your Gideon's fleece. Let me tell you that you can. You can absolutely trust that what God said he's going to do. What God is calling you into, he will provide everything you need. When I launched Yonah, I got a word from God that I was going to, needed to launch this ministry. I got caught a vision of Yonah. And I had my own Gideon testing season. And I was going to get coffee with somebody that I didn't really know well at the time. And on the way to get coffee with this guy who knew nothing really about me, who we hadn't spent much time together, I said, God, if You want me to do this ministry. If you're asking me to do something crazy, I want you to confirm it in a crazy way. So I said, confirm it through so-and-so. So we get to coffee, and sure, like, lo and behold, God ends up confirming it in the craziest way through this man that I went to coffee with. And what I think is special about that story is that I was scared and unsure that I could trust God. I was unsure that he had spoken to me. and I was unsure that this would go well. But through my earnest seeking of him, he gave me an answer. And I think that this podcast can be part of that earnest seeking, but also just spending intimate time with the Lord and asking him and seeking him and getting peace about a situation can help you understand how you can trust God in this. And since then, we've launched Yonah, and he's blown my mind. And he continues to blow my mind with what he is doing. And never again do I, will I ask, can I trust God? Because I'm going to always remember how he has come through already. Let's keep reading. So Gideon and his army got up early and went as far as the spring of Herod. The armies of Midian were camped north of them in the valley near the hill of Mora. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many warriors with you. If I let all of you fight the Midianites, the Israels will boast to me that they saved themselves by their own, own strength and power. Therefore, tell the people, whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain. Go home. So 22,000 of them went home. <laughs> you know, what's amazing about that is that as I'm talking as like we're Gideon, we're also sometimes the army. We look for the easy way out when we could have been a part of something God wanted to do. So 22,000 of them went home, leaving only 10,000 who were willing to fight. Still a lot. But the Lord told Gideon, there's still way too many. Bring them down to the spring and I will test them to determine who will go with you and who will not. When Gideon took his warriors down to the water, the Lord told him, divide the men into two groups. In one group, put all those who cup water in their hands and lay it up with their tongues, or lap it up with their tongues, sorry, like dogs. In the other group, put all those who kneel down and drink with their mouths in the stream. Only 300 of the men drank from their hands, and all the others got down on their knees and drank with their mouths in the stream. The Lord told Gideon, with these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you victory over the Midianites. Send all the others home. So Gideon collected the provisions and the ram's horns of the warriors and sent them home. But he kept the 300 men with him. The Midianite camp was in the valley just below Gideon. That night the Lord said, Get up, go down into the Midianite camp, for I have given you victory over them. But if you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pura. Listen to what the Midianites are saying, and you will be greatly encouraged. Then you will be eager to attack. This is so, so, so powerful for your story while you ask the question, how can I trust Jesus? Because a lot of the times what we're saying is, how can I really trust Jesus? I currently do not have enough. How can I trust God in this? I can't even pay my bills. How can I trust God? I haven't seen Him come through. How can I trust God in what he's calling me to do? I don't have any resources. What's interesting about this story is that God makes it clear here that he would actually rather have you walk into something with less resources so that he could do a miracle and have a testimony through your life that would bring people to him than to make it easy and provide for your life, give you all the answers. God is in the miracle business because the miracles show the goodness of God. And the miracle business proves that his heart is for people. And I've always talked about this in the podcast, but your life is not just about you. Your life is not just about you living comfortably and securely and paying the bills and being okay and never having to worry about anything and everything going smooth and going to Disneyland with the family and on vacations and having a nice job and good cars and a nice house. None of those things are bad, but that's not what your life is about. Your life is to be used as a tool for Jesus to get people back to him in everything you do. That is the intent of the Christian life. That is the intent of the life of us. That is the call of the great commission in Matthew 28. That is it. That is our life. So when God wants to do something through you and you're saying, how do I trust God? What God is saying, trust me because I'm going to do something in your life that's not just going to impact your life, but it's going to impact hundreds, thousands, maybe millions. But that aspect of trust often falls apart when we just don't think we simply have enough. What I think is interesting about this story, I actually heard this one time. Um, I was just reminded of it. I heard somebody preach on this once. I can't remember who it was, but what they talked about was that the sign of drinking from the water actually proved who was the better warrior because a warrior who was in the battlefield would never put his head down long enough to drink water where he couldn't see the horizon so that he couldn't see when battle or, or danger was coming. So that's why the 300 warriors, they actually picked water up and brought it to them so they could drink water and still look around and be aware and ready to fight at all times. What's interesting about that is what, essentially what God did is he kept the best 300 and he sent the rest home. What you have already is exactly what you need for what God is calling you to do. That's how you trust him. Because as Gideon only had 300 warriors, he had the best 300 warriors of the 22,000. He had exactly everything that he needed to step into battle to fight the Midianites. And as the story goes, Uh, Gideon goes down, he fights the Midianites, and what ends up happening is he wins the battle without even having to draw his own sword. God goes before him as he promised, and he wins the battle, and they take back Israel. That is a word for your life today. How can I trust God? You trust God by remembering what he's already done in your life, by believing that he's already given you enough, and then knowing that if he told you he's going to do something, you are going to see it. Trusting God oftentimes does not look like relying on the physical as much as it looks like relying on the spiritual aspect of faith. Saying, God, even if you don't, I'll trust you. God, I know you are good. I know who you are. I know the character of Jesus. I know that you are a good father who wants nothing but good things for my life, a good father who through the bad, the good, the ugly, the ups, the downs, everything is doing something in my life to impact me, but also impact other people. He's never let me down in my life. He didn't let Gideon down in his life and he will not let you down in your life. I can promise you that. The ride with Jesus is fun. It's crazy at times. But when you learn to say, I'm gonna stop asking or letting my situation that I see determine what I believe you're going to step into a new level of trust in Jesus. I love you guys. That's all I got for you today. I really hope and am praying and believing that, that this word is going to impact your life in a very positive way because God is calling every single one of us into something and he's doing something in our lives, whether we are waiting for something to happen or we're waiting him to pull us out of a bad situation. Trust in him. Believe that he has enough for you and believe that he's going to come through. I love you guys. I'm praying for you uh, for this week. Be sure to follow along on all the socials, all the things, um, and go in faith this week. I love y'all. I'll catch you next week. See ya. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion,